0: Moving Forward in Unity, an interview with Pastor Ricky Monroe. Thank you for joining me for Revival in My City. For those who want to see their cities transformed by the power of God, I hope this podcast will encourage, equip, and inspire as you pursue spiritual awakening in your own city. Hi, this is Cynthia Bryan. My guest today is a spiritual leader in the city of Thomasville, Georgia. He is district elder and pastor of Mount Sinai Apostolic Church. I want to welcome Pastor Ricky Monroe. And Pastor Ricky, you've just been such a leader in our community. Um, You have demonstrated a love for our city, a love for the body of Christ. And I'm just excited to introduce you to the other people who may not know you. And there may be people listening that know even more than I do how awesome you are.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you, Pastor Cynthia. I am elated at the opportunity to come and to share my heart and to share with you what the Lord is doing and, and the great love that we have for the body of Christ. So thank you for inviting me and allowing me to be here on today.
0: Oh, thank you. Well, that's one of the reasons I, I thought about you as I was thinking about who to interview on the podcast, is your love for the body of Christ. And I just want to ask you, how did that come about? Like, Did you grow up just knowing you're part of this big family that's the body of Christ, or how did God develop that in you?
1: Well, I, I guess on the one hand, being that I was grew up in church all my life, However, growing up in church all your life doesn't necessarily mean that you are going to play a major role or any role in the church. But I guess being groomed and, and having fathers in the gospel, fathers in, in the word of the Lord, that really kind of helped kind of mold me to help me to find my place or find who I was and allow the Lord to speak to me, even at a young age, to kind of get me where I am today. I think that whenever the Lord has your part of His plan, that that plan does not necessarily start just when you receive Christ, but it starts from your mother's womb all the way, and how He protects and guides and leads you, even in times when you don't know that He's doing it, but as time goes on, you see that the Lord has had his hand on you, placing you in different places and having you to go through different experiences to ultimately bring you to the place where he's getting ready to, to use you. So I would just say everything as far as uh, how I see it, is God has been preparing and grooming and molding. So I don't think it's something that I automatically knew, but as I look back and see over time, I see what the Lord was doing. and. Uh, and I'm just humbled that he would choose me to be a part of his kingdom in a leadership role. Yeah, yeah.
0: wow. So I, I know you have a heart for the city of Thomasville, like, are you from Thomasville, or how did that ha- How did you develop that? Yeah, that? yeah, that's
1: that's funny because I'm I'm from the rival city Bainbridge.
0: Okay, yes.
1: <laughs> I'm from the rival city Bainbridge, yeah. and we grew up uh, uh, Thomasville against Bainbridge in, in athletics and yes. things of that nature, and football so in football, right? <laughs> football, especially football, especially yeah. football. However, uh, my uncle, uh, District Elder Daniel. Even though we lived in Bainbridge, the, the church was always here in Thomasville. So I was always coming to Thomasville every week, twice, sometimes three times a week back in those days. And being a part of the community uh, that way uh, always gave me a, a love for Thomasville and uh, always liked the, the people, always enjoyed scenery and of course the rivalry. And being that our church was here, though my residence was in Bainbridge, I spent a whole lot of time in Thomasville, and so it's almost like I grew up here, kind of. Yeah. And so I've always loved the the city, and uh, I'm happy to be a part of Thomasville permanently, and thank God that He called me back here to the city.
0: We're so glad you're here. So I'm wondering, as I think about revival and the idea of the Spirit of God moving in power in a city, as I look at revivals in history, like, I see that there was a unity in the body of Christ. And I've heard you speak about unity and the importance of unity. Could you share a little bit about that? What What do you think about unity in the body of Christ?
1: What well, well, unity is, is so powerful and the unity is so powerful. I think it's one of the most powerful forces in our society and even in the earth. Unity brings strength, and I think that whenever you want to move in a powerful way, and whenever you want to see the Lord move in a powerful way, that you must have unity. And the Bible tells us how can two walk together lest they agree. So that, that the power of agreement and the power of unity it can change even uh, the atmosphere, what you're in, it can change the hearts of men when they see a people committed to a cause and are unified together. That's why I believe that before anything could ever be done on a, a, a scale where it really magnifies or makes a difference, that the people involved have to be unified. There has to be unity. Unity is the great power that moves the church, that moves the city, that moves the nation. And so once we uh, can continue to become unified, uh, then I think that there's nothing impossible uh, for us here in Thomasville and even in the world.
0: Yeah, that's so good. Before our interview today, I went back and watched a video of the Become One event um, at the Downtown Amphitheater. And there's a statement you made right at the end that just kind of like the Holy Spirit just touched my heart as you were you were speaking. You were talking about unification of the Spirit. And you said unification of the Spirit brings about unification of a people, of a community, of a town, of a city, of a nation. And I'm just getting emotional. This is how the Holy Spirit <laughs> works in me. Yes, like yes, it, yes. It, brings, it brings tears. And I just feel like, like that's so such, it's so much God's heart. Absolutely, to have unity in the spirit and in, in in that bond of love, in in the spirit of God, and that as as we unify two or three of us unify, mm-hmm. and then it's a bigger group, and then we see unity mm-hmm. in a in a community, Absolutely. in a town, in a city and that that can transform a nation. Absolutely, absolutely. That's amazing.
1: It is so amazing, and, and, and that's why I think the Lord brings it back to what you were just saying. It starts with two or three. Whether two or three are joined together, yeah. touching or agreeing on anything, I'll be in the midst of them as that two or three touch two or three more, and that two or three more touch three or two or three more, now you get a a larger number of people that are agreeing, that are in unity, and we can begin to see, and we see even throughout the Bible and even throughout our our daily walk with Christ now, how that, that unification of the spirit of the mind of the people together, how God moves in it. Because is we supply the unity and he supplies the power in the in the spirit to go forth. If he just see us unified, then he said, "Oh, I can work with that." Yeah. When you're unified, yeah. oh, I can move in that area because I see that the people are unified together. So that that is that is a wonderful thing that the Lord has given us as a body of Christ.
0: That that's so good, and I I know you are on the board of directors of Community Transformation yes. Incorporated, which is about unity Absolutely. in the city.
1: Absolutely. And
0: um, tell me a little bit about your involvement in that and what you think is effective.
1: I think that um, that is a wonderful uh, platform to be on uh, because it brings a diversity of, of people, of ethnicity, of race, but we have a goal and we have something that we all want to see thats for our city, for our community, that is for us to be unified and move forward so that God can show himself in a greater way being a part of that uh, board and being a part of this organization has allowed me to meet wonderful people like yourself and other wonderful people in the city who share the same heart and we share the same heart and as this board and as this uh, uh, group allows us to connect together uh, now we see oh I'm not isolated oh I'm not alone or there's other people who believes like I believe and want to see the same things in our city as I believe and as we continue to cultivate and come together it just makes for a a great thing and so and being a gang that I just moved back to the city maybe five years ago and to be a part of that and see uh, the love and see the unity of the people and the outreach even for me uh, that has been magnificent and I think that uh, CTI is, is always a wonderful thing for uh, the city and the community of Thomasville and surrounding areas.
0: So, for our listeners, I'm just going to explain, Community Transformation is a group of mainly pastors mm-hmm. or, or ministry leaders that um, have a heart for the community and they want to see unity in the body of Christ in our city. I'm so glad that that you're a part of that. Pastor Ricky. and. I was thinking back about this event and some of the things our community has been a part of, Mm -hmm. and particularly in racial reconciliation, and you pastor a predominantly African-American church, and um, you've been willing to come alongside pastors of predominantly white churches and just link arms and do some ministry together Mm -hmm. and commit that time to develop these relationships. What led you to do that?
1: Well, first I would say that the Lord has gifted me, I would say, or have put in my spirit that I love everybody. I'm just a people's person. I just love love people no matter uh, nationality, no matter ethnicity. And when I see people willing to embrace me, then I'm willing to embrace. Even when folk are not willing to embrace, I'm willing to embrace. And I understand uh, that we have different diversities, but also understand that we also have a common goal. And I know that many times it takes time in order to build relationship so that everyone can let down their guard and be who they are as people and as men and women of God without having to feel like they have to be superficial because I pastor a black church or African-American church and someone else has a Caucasian church, whatever the case may be, and make sure we don't say the wrong thing, to step (laughs) on anybody's toes. And I think as you develop relationship, you understand that you can speak truth without anyone being offended, but even maybe have different perspectives, but yet and still able to understand where each uh, person is coming from. And so, but that takes time. That takes commitment to want to get to know a person and be authentic with them so they can be authentic with you uh, so that the relationship can grow. And I think that is extremely important for unity uh, for people of my congregation and people of say, Pastor Jamie's congregation uh, to see the leaders connecting in relationship and unity as friends because oftentimes what the leader does is send signals to the rest of the people to say hey it's, it's this is all good we don't have to be just over here or they don't have to just be over there all of us are part of the body of christ so let's unify as much as we can when we can so that we can not only signal to the people who we are leading, but also to the rest of the world who is watching us to see that this can be done because it's being done and it's being done uh, out of a pure heart and out of a pure place so that we can can move forward. And as the body of Christ moves forward, it moves the community forward. Yeah,
0: that's so good, that's so good. Um, And I know you um, were a part of a, or maybe still are a part of a small group of pastors, of black and white Mm -hmm. pastors that got together, met almost weekly, I think, for lunch. Yes. And just the friendships that developed out of that. That's developed out of
1: that. That was amazing. Community leaders as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so that was a great thing for us to do uh, because again, it gives you an opportunity to build relationship. The Lord was always about building relationships, not necessarily about setting rules or setting regulations, but building relationships. And the more I know who you are, then the more I can trust who you are and trust what you say and know that I won't say anything to to hurt you, you won't say anything to hurt me. Because we have relationship, and even when there's misunderstanding, because of our relationship, we could talk and hash things out and still move forward. So that that was a wonderful thing to have the opportunity to meet with other men uh, uh, and other sisters uh, around the round table on a weekly basis, just to kick back and, yes, discuss some of the issues of of our community, but also just... Just to get to know each other better
0: yeah that's so great i think that's so powerful like you said relationship like relationship is key i was thinking back about in our community a couple of years ago there was a tragic event where a white law enforcement officer shot and killed a black man and it was just uh it was such an emotional time for the whole city when there was a gathering later to talk about racial reconciliation, I was really struck by the points that you emphasized, and it was about our enemy. Like, there's a tendency to pick out people to be our enemies, but you really emphasize that, that we're not fighting against people, but it's a spiritual thing. Could you tell me more about that?
1: Yes. Uh, well, first, I would like to say that I was really reluctant to... Um, be the speaker uh, actually for that home service or funeral service for the young man who passed because of the, all of the heightened tensions that had, had rolled around. But the enemy, he has a way of pitting us against each other in, in the form of flesh and blood as opposed to us understanding that everything that happens in the world comes from a spiritual place. The Lord even tells us we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of darkness in high places. And so I wanted us to look at who the real enemy was. The real enemy was the the, the, the enemy was the devil who was causing us to, one, feel a certain way or causing us, one, to do a certain act. Uh, uh, that cause harm, and we need to understand that it's if we fight each other, the devil's still going to be here and he's gonna win because both of us are torn down. Uh, not to say, that we don't hold people accountable for their actions because everyone has to be held accountable for their actions, but in doing so, let's hold the person or persons for their uh, accountability, for their actions, not a whole community. And that was important on, on both sides for us to realize that each individual has to be held accountable for his or her action, but that doesn't mean I should place all of that on the whole community, whether that be white or black. So all of us have to understand that what the enemy wants to do is to keep us divided because he know where we are divided, there can be no real power to strength. And so whatever he can use uh, in order to keep us divided, uh, whether it's economics, whether it's the shooting, whether it's uh, 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 uh any racial thing, that's what he wants to do because that is spiritual. That is not physical. That is spiritual. So it's important for us as people of God and believers to uh, not attack the person, but rather attack the spirit. Yeah,
0: that's so good. Now, I, I wanted to bring that out because unity um, is, uh, is so important, and it's not just a uh, oh, I love you, man, kind of mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of thing. Right. Like, there are real issues. There are real things, hard things going on in our community mm-hmm. that we can work through together, mm-hmm. that we can find areas of agreement, mm-hmm. and um, that through that, working through those um, times, it, it brings like a deeper unity and a deeper relationship right. so that we can move forward even into more of what God has for our city. Absolutely. So you're a pastor of a church. Yes. And you have a lot of responsibility. And but you've still chosen to take time to be involved in community programs like the community transformation group. Like why would you take time away from all of your other responsibilities to to do that?
1: Well, because I believe and feel that it's a part of my responsibility. I don't I don't see it as me taking away from There are other responsibility, but there's just another piece of the responsibility. Because if the church or the is not affecting the community, what good is the church? The church has to be in the community, has to know the issues of the community, has to be involved with the community in order to have an effective ministry for the Lord. Uh, The church. It's not in my in my obligation is not just to Mount Sinai but my obligation is to Mount Sinai to Thomasville to to everyone in the city everyone in the area and so I see that the calling in the ministry that the Lord has given me though I pastor a particular flock but that's not my only flock I still have Thomasville I still have Thomas County it's it's amazing sometimes I go to the store hey pastor hey pastor I'm like hey but I don't know who you are but hey (laughs) because I'm in the community and people see me in the community and I think that gives uh, people hope to know that though they may not be in a particular church they still have a leader who's willing to be involved in the issues of the community to help them come along.
0: I'm sure that you faced some challenges and discouragement along the way, maybe even some times where you felt like like you're you're on your own or like. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, how do you get through times like that that?
1: that's That's very interesting. I was I was kind of like talking about this last night in Bible class, and that is one of the things that we have to do, I was sharing that when a leader, a leader is just like everybody else, we have difficult days. Sometimes we want to cry, sometimes we do cry, sometimes we're alone, sometimes we feel all the things that everybody else feel. However, we can't say, I'm not going to lead now because I'm hurt or because I'm broken. That's one of the things that I think that leaders' responsibility is maybe a little different from the laity is because when the laity is hurt or feeling bad, you know, they can take a time out, or they can take a break, they can stop. Uh, A leader cannot afford to do that. Uh, I was reading in James chapter five when the Bible was saying to us how, remember the great prophets of old, how they endured affliction, but they kept having faith and patience with God until the Lord delivered them out. And so I look at it from that vein that though I may be having trouble and and sometimes I don't have a whole lot of folk you can confide in and talk to, uh, but we have to learn how to endure hardness and have patience knowing that sooner or later, God is going to work things out or sooner or later, God is gonna allow something to come in to uh, brighten up your day, but at the same time, never letting go the hand of the plow because it's imperative that even when we are hurting or, or going through tough times, that folk we are leading understand that if the leader don't give up, I can't give up either. And so I kind of like to kind of deal with it from thinking this is bigger than me, So therefore I can't just think about me. I have to think about the totality of everything that is around me and who's watching me uh, because believe it or not, people are watching us at all times. And how we handle situations, how we deal with pressure, how we deal with pain, how we deal with disappointment, all of those things matter. And so I think that with that in mind, the only thing I, the scripture that comes to my mind that I keep in the forefront of my memory is that the Lord said even uh, for the joy that was set before him he endured the cross Mm -hmm. not what I'm going through but what is set before me Mm -hmm. that that's what keeps me going what the Lord has for Thomasville that's what keeps me going what the Lord has for our community as a whole, what the Lord has for the nation, that keeps me going in those times when we really legitimately want to quit. Yeah,
0: that is so good. Um, I, I love that you said, like, this is bigger than me. You know, it, it's the it's the Jesus for the joy set before him endured the cross, like he had the vision. Right. And you, like you were sharing, you have the vision of what God's doing in our city. Absolutely. And the vision keeps you <laughs> Absolutely. going. Absolutely. <laughs> That's it. That's it. <laughs> that, that is awesome. Um, there's so much in Scripture about, you know, perseverance and endurance. And as we pray for revival in a city, as we work to develop unity in a city, we seldom see these overnight turnarounds, right. you know. <laughs> but, you know, looking back, Like we can see, you know, five years ago, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, look how far we've come Mm -hmm. and, you know, look what God's doing. And so um, I think that, you know, having that vision of the future and persevering, this is a marathon,
1: (laughs) right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Not a sprint by any means.
0: That's right. I know you're a worshiper also. (laughs) And so... um, What are your feelings about worship and unity and revival? What's your heart?
1: As you have already forestated, I love worshipping. Worshipping brings you into the presence of the Lord. Worshipping lifts the burden. Worshipping soothes the mind, the heart, the spirit. Worshipping, like I said, puts you into the presence of the Lord and there's nothing I think I love worship more than I love preaching (laughs) uh, because it, it allows you to share your heart with the Lord and it allows the Lord to speak to you and commune with you just as he does in prayer. He speaks to us and communes with us as we're worshiping him, uh, adoring him, uh, letting him know how much we love him. And he feels our heart. He feels the emotion of what we're going through, through every song, through every melody. It's like it's like a, a, a sweet sound or a sweet savor going into to his nostrils because people are praising him uh, not just with their lips but out of a pure place and even the writers say that the Lord is looking for such to worship him and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. He sees that we know that he's the almighty God. We know that he's the everlasting father. We know that he's our way maker. And it's nothing like going through something or being in something and opening up your, your voice and opening up your mouth and, and singing a song or crying out to the Lord in worship. It just brings the presence of the Lord where you are. And I think that that is energizes that cause, and it's magnetic, that causes it to flow from hand to hand, from breast to breast. You can't be in a place anywhere where where, where worship is going on. You may come in with a bad attitude. By the time you uh, hear the worship, it just changes you. It just changes your perspective. It just changes your mindset. And those things puts us in a place where now we can are ready to receive. I think worship brings us to the place where we now are ready to receive from God because now He can download into us because we have an open heart, open spirit, and an open mind, which sets the tone, one of the things, which sets the tone for revival to come in and to take place, for the Lord to do something new. Because like all of us, when we go through things in in this life, Sometimes the trouble, sometimes the difficulty, sometimes how we feel takes away from us, or we feel like uh, the joy that we once had has been dampered by something that we've gone through. And the Lord says when we begin to worship and begin to praise Him, He could be able to come in and restore that joy, restore that peace, and that's what revival is really all about, restoring that which was lost, restoring that which we had gone away from to understand that God is all in all and he's everything that we need. Yeah,
0: that that's so good. I've I've been a part of a worship with you before and, and you singing, leading in worship, and there's a real sense of unity, you know, when you come together in the body of Christ. Even, you know, like I feel such a connection with people I haven't even met yet if we're in the same room worshiping.
1: Absolutely, absolutely.
0: Um, So I'm just uh, really struck by how worship helps to unify hearts in the body of Christ. Right,
1: it really does.
0: Well, I am just so thankful for you being here. Is there anything you'd like to share with us? Anything uh, you'd like to add about anything that we've talked about?
1: Well, I would just like to add, particularly because all of us are, are even in this time of pandemic, even in this time when it seems like trouble is everywhere, even when we we see um, even some racial divide down in in Bronson with the shooting of the young man, uh, that even in these times, that revival is really still ready to break out. Even in these difficult times, in these changing times that we're in, God is still wanting to do something magnificent, and He is going to do something magnificent through everything that we're going through. I love the scripture that tells us that we are more than conquerors, meaning that the problem don't have to go away for us to be victorious, but we are already victorious in Christ. And if we want, and as we are persisting for, calling for, looking for, believing the Lord for revival, even in a great way for our city, for our community, for our nation, is that uh, um, the thing that puts us right on the cusp of revival is repentance. Once we can repent, then now everything is possible. Once we can acknowledge, Lord, I failed with you, or Lord, I've wronged, or Lord, I'm wrong, now I can be in the place of God. One thing things that the Lord has given me that I'm finding myself saying all the time now is that repentance keeps you in the presence of God. If you want to be in the presence of God, keep repenting. Keep saying, Lord, what do I need to do? Lord, where have I fallen? Lord, What do I need to come? Not my brother, not my sister, but me. That keeps me in the place of in the presence of God through my repentance, which brings about revival. Which now the Lord can restore the breach. Now the Lord can restore what has been lost or what's been broken. Now the Lord can unify us even more because I'm tearing down every barrier, whether it's racial, whether it's ethnicity, whether it's economic. I'm tearing down every barrier because. I'm looking at myself as I want the Lord to move and whatever he has to do, I put aside or I get rid of everything that's keeping me out of the presence of God, that's keeping me out of fellowship with my brothers and sisters. So I have let the devil know that I will not allow him to cause uh, superficial things or carnal things to keep me from the greater spiritual theme, which is revival for me, which is revival for my church, which is revival for my city, which is revival for my community, which is revival for my nation, so then the Lord can see that he has a people that we can come together and re-remember who He is and come in and do a great things. And that's what I'm looking for the Lord to do through this uh, pandemic. That's what I'm looking for the Lord to do through everything that is happening. I know a lot of folk have written 2020 off, but I'm still looking mm-hmm. for the Lord to do a lot of great and miraculous things uh, uh, in this time.
0: Amen. Amen. As you were sharing, you know, I was just reminded of um, Hebrews 12 where it talks about you know, let us lay aside every weight and the sin that clings yes. yes. so closely. Right. And we're going to run with we're endurance. Go, absolutely. We're going to keep our focus on Jesus. We're going to keep going after his heart. And that as we repent, as we're aware of our own weakness, yes. it just makes us more um, dependent on God. Absolutely. Like we've realized just like we can't do anything without him. There's a desperation there's a desperation for him to see him move and as you as you come to know his presence and his goodness and our weakness but in spite of that he moves through us and absolutely is, he's he's amazing he's amazing <laughs> he's
1: put this treasure in earthen vessels right. that the excellency may be of God yes. and not of us
0: yeah that is so good well it it's such an honor to have you here and i wanted to ask you before we close out if you would pray for us pray for people who'd be listening and pray for our city.
1: Absolutely. Gracious Father, in the precious name of Jesus, we come to say thank you for all that you've done for us, all that you're doing for us, and all that you're going to do for us. We know, Lord, that without you we can do nothing, but with you we can do all things. Lord, even in this time of pandemic, even in this time of uncertainty, in this time when economics are at an all-time low and unemployment is at an all-time high. We pray, God, that you will look upon the hearts and minds and souls of your people. Help them to understand and realize that you did not bring us this far to leave us now, but for everything that we're going through, that you are able to bring us out on victorious side. We pray, Lord, that you would send a sense of urgency in our minds, in our spirits to seek after you even the more. Because the more that we seek after you, the more that we, we see your face and see your hand. We know, God, that you will come in the midst of us. We need you like never before to come into the midst of us. We need you, like never before, to stand up and show yourself strong in our community. We need you, like never before, even to touch that pastor who's feeling weary, touch that leader who's feeling weary, touch that individual who feels like hope is being lost. Help them to understand, no oh God, that you are the God of all things, that God, that whatever you said about them, that you have not changed your mind. Whatever you promised them, that you will bring it to pass. Lord, we need endurance during these times. We need patience during these times. We need to lean into you even the more. Help us, Lord, to see you as our only source, our only hope. Help us, Lord, to put our trust in you above all others. And as we trust in you, I think we will all be able to say like David, I once was young, but now I'm old. But I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. Lord, if you brought us this far, we know that you're going to take us on. Send revival now. Strengthen us now. Forgive us now as we continue to be the people you're calling us to be. In the precious name of Jesus. Amen.
0: Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Pastor Ricky. Thank you. for listening to Revival in My City. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe, review, or email me at cynthia at revivalinmycity.com. I hope you will join me in praying. Lord, may your kingdom come. May your will be done in my city as it is in heaven.